this time I'd like to have you listen as I read from Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2, you can turn to it, of course, but I'll uh, read it, and then also Hebrews 11, 30, and 31. This is the account of the beginning, well, actually, from the beginning of the entering in and the taking of the city of Jericho by the children of Israel. And uh, this has the chapter, this is the chapter on the life and faith of one Rahab, the harlot. So here God's word. And Joshua the son of Nun sent out to Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land of Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, there came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I want not, I don't know. Pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house, and hid them with the stalks of flax which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way of Jordan, to Jordan, unto the forest. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And after they were laid down, she came up unto them on the roof. She said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of, when you came out of Egypt. And what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites, that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, if you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token, and that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if you utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window. For her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterward ye may go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt find this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by. 
And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she found the scarlet lion in the window. And they went, and came unto the mountain, and abode there three days, until the pursuers returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all things that befell them. They said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country who faint because of us. In Hebrews chapter 11. Thirty thirty one. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not that she had received the spies with peace. Father in heaven, we pray for the reading of your word that may indeed be a blessing to our hearts and our minds. And may, Lord, we have the true sense, the interpretation of this, which is but one, yours. Oh Lord, we pray for also the comfort of, of those who, who mourn, and particularly at this time we remember Alfred and Sheila. Also, uh, Natasha's mother and her family in their time of loss. And may, O oh Lord, good come through this, that your glory would, would peek through this cloud of darkness with your grace and your mercy and your love in the lives of these that are surrounded with sorrow and heartache. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the faith of Rahab the harlot. You've probably heard sermons like this. I preached this before in a series a number of years ago. I thought it would be appropriate for a new year sermon. We just started the new year, and I posed a question last time, if I recall. What is your resolve? Not what your resolutions are. Those may end up being good. They may be either here or there. But what is your resolve as far as what you are committed to do by the grace of God? 2 Corinthians 5 7, and I ask you to turn there with me because this is a very striking verse. And it's in parentheses of all things. You notice there's a smiley face at the end. For we walk by faith and not by 
is obviously not to say that we don't have our eyes open, that we don't have our physical eyes open, but it's speaking of, of course, our spiritual eyes as well. And so we, in this message, go to the chapter of resolve, I call it. Meaning those who are resolved to walk by faith and not by sight. In Hebrews 11, turn us back to fact, to verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. These that are represented here in this chapter are called, have been called the heroes of the faith. In fact, there are a couple of heroines, uh, sisters in the Lord, thrown in. Sarah and Rahab are the ones that come to my mind. And of course, the latter being the subject of our lesson this morning, this day. Now we read in Joshua 2, and I'll give you a little summary of what we read. That was a, a lot of... Uh, that, that uh, transpired in that chapter. When the Hebrews were encamped at Shittim in the Jordan Valley opposite of Jericho, ready to cross the river, they were just perched there, ready to take it, cross the river to take Jericho. Joshua, as a final preparation, sends out two spies to spy the land. And after five days, they return having swum across the river, probably at night, which at this time of the year was overflowed uh, on its banks with the melting of the snow on Lebanon. And the spies then report or reported how it fared with them. They had been exposed to danger in Jericho and had been saved by the fidelity of one Rahab, the harlot, to his house they had gone for protection. When the city of Jericho fell later, Rahab and her whole family were delivered, preserved according to the promise of the spies, according to the covenant that they made. Rahab with them, and of course, they with her. And then she and her family were incorporated into the people of God, covenant nation of Israel. Rahab means breadth or broad. That is, she spreads herself out to men. That is why in our verse, our key verse, verse 31 of Hebrews 11, it speaks, identifies, and speaks of her as the harlot Rahab. The harlot Rahab. And that could be said of others, like the harlot Mary Magdalene. Wherever scripture mentions her, almost everywhere that she is mentioned, is with that title, the Harlot, and I'm just going to give you three from Joshua 6, for example. And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all that are with her in the house. And then 6.25, and Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive, and her father's household, and all that she had. And she dwelled, dwelleth in Israel even unto this day. And then James 2, 25 in the New Testament, just make sure that we balance it out. Likewise also, 
was not Rahab the harlot justified by works? That doesn't mean that she was saved by her works. It means that her faith was justified by her works. That is, she had true and saving faith that that uh, operated or that uh, bore fruit of good works. And she did that, or she was justified by works when she had received the messengers that had sent them out another way. Imagine if you're constantly reminded of your past in this way. How you would feel. But I would venture to say, no matter, so long as it exalts the sovereign and saving grace of Almighty God. Amen? Just as the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. In the calling the sins of the church, he said, know ye, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some And I can picture him looking at the audience and maybe even focusing or at least catching the eyes of some who fitted one of these categories, one of these lifestyles that were formally practiced, formally practiced by the people of God once upon a time. But he goes on, but, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. That's the difference. That was the difference in the life of, of, of Rahab. That was the difference in the life of the Apostle Paul when he said, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Rahab must have had true and saving faith. And why? Because it says so right here. By faith, Rahab, or the harlot Rahab, perished not with them that believed not. And she had received the spies with peace. She was what might be described as a cultic prostitute, serving the cults of Baal and Ashtoreth, which were some of the gods, the primary gods, <coughs> I should say, of, of, of the religion of that land. And so she was deserving of God's judgment like the rest of us. And yet God worked in her heart. This is the Apostle Paul elsewhere would say, For they themselves show of what manner of entering in we had unto you. In other words, our ministry to you was effectual, even to your salvation. And how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. You turned. That's the evidence of, of new life, is that you turn and follow Jesus whom you turned against at one time but now whom you turn toward and whom you love and whom you embrace and whom you not follow. Out of the entire city of Jericho, Rahab was the only one who believed aside from her extended family or her immediate family I should say, who were, we assume eventually brought to that same faith themselves. 
in the Greek, when it says that they believe not, it means they obeyed not. Often in the scripture, and not just in the Old Testament, but in the New as well, obedience is, is implied in, in the word for believe. And what commandment is this? But the commandment to repent. To repent of unbelief. To repent in the true living God and turn away from the idols of your past. It says back in Joshua, Joshua 2, 9 and 10, I reread those for us. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your care has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For you have, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. It says, she said, Rahab said, for we have heard of what you did. Did people humble themselves before God? Did they do as what one city did once upon the preaching of the gospel of repentance and conversion and faith in the Lord? Uh, Nineveh? No. No. Just like what happens when we in the past used to go door to door evangelism in the community and would have the door slammed in our faces invariably. I should say not always. There were a few. Or even elsewhere in our fair city. Our fair city of San Diego. Our open minded and fair city of San Diego. When it comes to the gospel, there's no difference. Hearts are hardened by sin. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to break that heart of stone and to make it finally, to replace it finally with a heart of flesh. Their hearts were hardened. The Jerichoans, I think it's that they would be described. All except one, Rahab. As it says in verse 11, she testifies for the Lord your God. He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. She trembled at God's word, as Isaiah put it. Hear the word of the Lord, that you tremble at his word. She trembled at the word of God. There's a song. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there and they crucified my Lord? She was there. She trembled at the preaching of God's word. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with faith. She acted in faith with true and saving faith by wealth of the welcoming the spies, and then later hiding them from the eyes of the authorities. You don't do that. You don't break the law of the land that you belong to. But she did, because she knew that there is one greater than even the king of that land, and that is the king of kings and the world of lords. 
So she received the spies with peace, it says. She sought peace with Israel. She didn't want to be slaughtered. But moreover, she sought peace with Israel's God. And later, she evidenced that faith by helping them to escape through a window down the wall, as you might know in the story. I hope you know that story. If you're not, you're not reading your Bibles because it's one of the wonderful stories of redemption that, that beautifies the tapestry of saving grace. But by what means did she accomplish that as we read? It says in verse 18, Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread Meaning that there's scarlet thread woven into this rope that was used in order to lower them or to for them to climb down this wall from this window of her apartment where she stayed with her family. Which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. Scarlet points to sin. The scarlet thread hanging out of her window in the front speaks loudly of her sin because I understand that brothels would have this to this day. Rahab had to remove that scarlet robe of uh, cord that symbolized her profession from the front door and put it out the window in the back. But the scarlet cord symbolizes the covenant of grace. It is a picture of the blood of Christ. Use the words of Isaiah, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And yet there's no sin too great that God will not forgive. For look at Rahab. Look at her lifestyle. For all intents and purposes, she's a washout. A washout of society, a washout to her family. A washout to the kingdom of God. With nothing whatsoever to commend her to God. This is the story of salvation. This is the story of how God saves sinners of all kinds, respectable sinners and, and, and otherwise. We're all the same in God's sight. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understands. There's none that seeketh after God. That's how we are. That's the premise by which we come to the Word of God, not with some self-righteous attitude that somehow... I have a part in this fully, that I have a free will that enables me to make the decision whether to take Christ or leave him. No. Every time we will leave Christ, every time we will turn our back, we're presented with the gospel. So God, her adventure, gives you and me repentance and acknowledging the truth that we may recover ourselves out of the snare of the devil who had taken us captive by his will. You see, we're under a stronger man than ourselves. But an even stronger one than him, the strongest man of all, Jesus Christ, overcame him on the cross and in the empty tomb. And that is our hope, and nothing less. 
but Jesus, his blood and righteousness. And I hope that's what you're trusting in. Because that is what Rahab trusted in. God does not save us on the basis of how good we are. That's a joke from Satan from hell. All the goodness he requires is that we trust in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is how simple it is. That is how simple it was to her. She saw the writing on the wall. She knew what was up. Her life. There was no time to dilly-dally in theology. There was no time to dilly-dally in morality and, and, and the pros and cons of, of, of one culture versus another or uh, trying to uh, weigh uh, the merits of, uh, of, of one nation versus another. That was not what this was about. This was about the people of God that is represented in the small enclave of the world, Israel, that had the force of one because of God before you who In conclusion, one day, all unbelievers will perish. For it says, if you turn with me, John 3, 36. You know John 3, 16? It's in the same chapter. But many do not continue reading to the end. And they miss this. And so they have a contorted interpretation of John 3, 16. And thinking that God loves every single human being on the face of this earth unconditionally. Well, he is good to all, his tender mercies over all his works, but he only loves those who are in Christ. And this is the first to confirm that in John 3, 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. God's wrath is like the sort of, uh, and I have a hard time pronouncing the name, anyway, it's a sword that is hanging by a thread over the head of one individual, which at any time could break, and that sword would come plummeting down upon utter deadly destruction. That's how sinners are who are outside of Christ. This wrath of God is literally hovering over them, ready to plunge down upon them in utter destruction. Will you perish? And I know I'm speaking to that at this time. I realize that maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. And that's why it behooves us to make sure, as the Bible says, make your calling and election sure. If you do these things, you will never fall. So, my entrance shall be ministered unto you to the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Will you perish like the Jerichoans? Or will you believe, like Rahab, the harlot, and be saved? By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not, but them that believe not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
not only from physical destruction, for the walls of Jericho finally came tumbling down. Um, and the destruction of another sort. It is explained in another verse of scripture. In 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 and 9. 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 and 9. And flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. I'll read it one more verse. And he shall come to be glorified in his saints, and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. This is what all those around us who are not in Christ have awaiting them right now. And at any time, that destruction, that everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord may consume them without their hearing the gospel and believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ that they might be saved. All the saints of the Old Covenant, Old Testament time, Rahab included, looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. Even as we look backward, to his having come, even the Christ, the Son of God. Hebrews 11.31 I bade the harlot Rahab perish not with them that wicked not, and she received the spies with peace. By the way, Rahab can also mean breadth or broad, not in that negative sense, but in a positive sense, in that now she embraces by faith Yahweh, the eternal, eternal, unchangeable, and everlasting covenant God, whose grace abounds to the chief of sinners. This is who we have as our God. And though we are not necessarily a great testimony to his reality, for he uses those like the Rahabs of this world. Nevertheless, we have with us one who is mighty, the God, the holy God, the strongholds. He may go with assurance, confidence, and faith, with passion, with endurance, in spite of the times, with a message that alone is going to make the difference in this world. Those that are out there are to save. We are, we, the church, are the instruments of God. Let's ask God to use us this glory, even as Rahab was used by God. Shoulder. Father in heaven, thank you for the story. It indeed warms our heart. It indeed humbles us as we contemplate what she did in this one's life. And she is not the only one 
of that profession or that trade or that lifestyle. And she's not the only one in the sense that there are other sins that are equally horrible, not just in the sight of, of men, but above all, in the eyes of a holy and righteous God. O Lord, and such were some of us as you have made the difference in our lives. We ask that you would do the same in the lives of others, even using us as you use for God. In Jesus' name.